Welcome to Down the Rabbit Hole Enterprise Security News. All the news relevant to you and your business, squeezed into 20 minutes or less. And now, welcome your Monday morning information security quarterbacks, James Jardine and the White Rabbit, Rafael Lopes. And with that rousing introduction by my buddy Todd, James, you and I are live. We are on episode 41, and this is being released on May 20th, 2013, and let's Monday morning quarterback the last two weeks news. How you doing, James? Man, I am doing excellent. Uh, you know, out traveling this week, so it's good that we get a chance to be able to get together like this. I like it. You're, uh, you're out penetrating all the things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how good that sounds, but uh, that is correct. You know, getting getting to uh, down in Orlando this week. So it's going to be really excellent. Monday morning. Here we are. we got two weeks worth of material. Uh, we've picked a couple stories, which I think are going to be pretty interesting. Some uh, which I think we found as somewhat entertaining this week, uh, which I like because the last time we did this, it was pretty dreary. Yeah, but, last week was all totally doom and gloom, man. This is going to be fun. I, I, there's, there's one in here we're just going to laugh all the way through, and you guys will just have to forgive us, but you'll understand why when we get to it. Not not that it's all just completely funny and, and not good, but it's definitely much lighter than it was the last time. <laughs> I like where it's going this time. Uh, so the first thing, which it's not necessarily funny, uh, as, as comical as what we would expect here, but one of the stories that we came across here out on Computer World talking about researchers uncovering this SafeNet, a new global cyber espionage operation. Um, are, we know, running, they, are, are we running out of things to call bad things that they find? I guess, because now, now it's SafeNet. That, I mean, that doesn't even sound bad. Well, it's the name of a company. It's the name of a security company. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't even sound bad, right? I mean, it's... It's not like they named it Badnet or something. Right, right. I mean, I feel like this is what I should fall into if things aren't going my way, drop into SafeNet. That's very true. Hey, James, by the way, uh, because Trend Micro uncovered this, and I'm just going to poke at them just a little bit, you want to take a lucky guess as to the phenomenal, brand new, totally never seen before attack these uh, these potential victims are being hit with? Oh, man, I don't even want to venture into that. Spear phishing. <laughs> No. Are you telling me that they are sending out emails with attachments? Or or maybe malicious links. I, this is so early 2013. It's uh, This is brand new to me. It is amazing that that is still working. And uh, looking through the article, they're saying that one of the attachments that they were sending out is actually exploiting Microsoft Word vulnerability that was patched back in April of 2012. Right. It's not just like this past April, but April a year ago. <laughs> Clearly, they're targeting high security types of uh, types of targets, right? You know, I mean, it it speaks volumes to the idea that we need to make sure we're patching our systems. You know, from an enterprise level, there's no reason we shouldn't be patching our systems that we're getting owned by a vulnerability from over a year ago. Yeah, hi, 2012 called. They want their vulnerability back. (laughs) 
yeah, they want it, but apparently the malware writers are enjoying it. Hey, you know, you know I mean, why bother with O'Day? Exactly. Isn't that the another purpose? Why do I want to sit here and write a zero day when I know that most of the people aren't patching their systems anyway? It's a sad state of affairs, man. It, I, I, this is just—it's crazy. I mean, these, these there's so there's two different attacks here, and some of them, you know, uh, targeted. Uh, what was it Tibetan Mongolia, um, which just was weird. Uh, that's not the usual targets you hear. I mean, I was kind of expecting England, America, State Department. No, Tibetan Mongolia. Um, so I bet it's China. I mean, I, I totally bet it's China. Somebody's going to blame China. You better stop that. You... <laughs> oh no! Wait, it does say it's connected to the cyber, cyber uh, connected to cyber criminal underground in China. Wow! I uh, no. We said it. We said it on the last episode. Everything was China. I don't want to say it this time, although it does say it in the article. I I posted on Twitter the other day that you remember that song from South Park they did, "Blame Canada." They need to redo that song called Blame China and, and just like make funny lyrics to it just to emphasize just how silly the uh, – the, 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 I don't know. I don't want to – I don't know what to call it, but it's everything's China's fault. China's always the enemy. It's like, come on. If you go searching for the boogeyman, you know, if, if you're alone in the house and there's a murderer, absolutely go down in the dark basement first. Come on. Yeah, exactly. So interesting article. You know, basically the bottom line to this whole story is patch your systems, right? Patch your systems and don't open attachments that you weren't expecting. Advice from the past, advice to the future. (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to keep spinning that wheel, right? So in other news, right, moving into the next story that we have, and I I really had to get a chuckle out of this, and it has to do with the name.com breach. And, you know, we come out here and we see something as large scale as this, right? It's really unfortunate. Uh, But at the same time, one of the things they say in the article really got me because they did what everybody says not to do. Hey, we've been breached. We email you out, all of our customers. We send you an email that says, hey, you need to reset your password. Click the link in this email. So last story we just talked about, right? Spear phishing. Perfect. Yep. Right. So they send out that email. And then, of course, you know, that puts the security industry up in arms about it. Like, oh, you can't do that because that's the same thing fishers do, which we agree. So they come back and it says in the article, and this is out in PC World, name.com confirm the authenticity of the email via its Facebook and Twitter accounts. Now, (laughs) I saw this and I was actually... You know, I was talking to somebody else at the time when I read the the article and I just couldn't help but laugh because if I breached your domain, what's to stop me of possibly breaching your Facebook and Twitter and just saying, hey, that email that I sent you, oh, that's legit because I posted it on my social media site. Yeah. Really? We trust that? So uh, something interesting to point out uh, as I'm as – I, uh, browsing their website uh, or at least it was looking for more info because you know sometimes companies post hey we've been hacked please go change your passwords blah 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 uh no such thing uh, on their site that i could find uh, maybe it's been maybe i have to be a customer and logged in first but you know whatever uh, i do notice however uh, at the by the by the way uh, a bit of irony own a piece of the internet is their tagline um i, I suspect if somebody would have hacked them they would have just taken owned Buy a piece of them, right? Anyway, I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> but 
at the very bottom, so you know how, how we look for um, the average user looks at a site and goes, hey, is this secure? Is this legitimate? You know, you know what they look for, right? Those little security seals at the bottom of the site someplace prominently displayed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this one is absolutely powered by VeriSign and Norton secured. Well, I mean, it must be safe. Clearly. You know, right. I, I don't know. I, I find these things amusing because those security seals um, were big news about seven, eight years ago. And when McAfee, well, then we had the, the Komodo hacker safe, or no, hacker proof. Uh, McAfee had hacker safe. Uh, Norton's got Norton secured. I mean, what What do you, I, I know what these services do, right? It's, it's very odd, but I think this just underscores the, uh, I don't want to say uselessness, but I want to say uselessness of these types of things seals it's only for i think it's just basically a marketing ploy to get people to believe believe everything's copacetic and legit but uh, i you know i agree with you name.com getting whacked is sort of a little funny yeah i mean and the thing you have to think about too those seals that are out there we as consumers we have no idea what they're doing behind the scenes to get that seal you know what i mean I mean, for all we know, they could not even be scanning the actual site, or they they're scanning one page in the site. I mean, whatever it, they're doing, we have no idea what that is. They could be scanning with Nessus and calling it done. Exactly, exactly. I mean, there's all kinds of scenarios that are playing through my head. Uh, I remember hearing a story of, you know, somebody going through and setting up their scan for one of those before they got their domain name, so their scan was running against the IP address. And it wasn't running against the domain name, so they never ever scanned the actual site. That's good. But they got the logo that said they were hacker safe. Well, that that's uh, or, good. That's good. Or what, yeah, whichever logo it was that they were getting. Right. I mean, this is this is a problem out there that us as the user have no idea what they're actually doing to get that seal. It's a black box to us. Yeah. Well, there it is. Hey, James, did you hear uh, Godzilla's back? I did hear Godzilla was back, and I love it. So. Like to see it, right? Uh, so, what did we see? I mean, Godzilla has claimed uh, to identified several vulnerabilities in the EC Council website. Aren't those the people that teach ethical hacking? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they teach the uh, or uh, they they teach it. They have the certification for certified ethical hacker. Um, I, I guess their training must be going well because people are now using it against them. <laughs> I actually, I was going to go slightly differently with that. I was going to consider that uh, you know they've trained them so well, they just none of them work there. They just go other places. Um, but that, let's let's be let's be honest though. I mean, look, look uh, hack happens. Uh, you know, people get breached, companies get breached. Um, but I, this is the part that I can't I can't forgive. Um, you know, when when you get into these types of so rolling this back to a couple months ago when. When uh, Mr. or Mrs. I guess Godzilla, I guess it's sort of a, yeah, a ubiquitous name, or a, uh, anybody could use Godzilla, right? It's not a male female kind of thing, but they're talking about. Um, <laughs> listen, to this this could take a deadly turn if played by the cyber terrorist Godzilla. Told e hacking news, they are the same work who trained DoD, CIA, NSA, and NASA. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so this person. Uh, this hacker Godzilla has accessed um, the actual admin coursework and called it calls it the admin desk. 
and other course materials. And I'm sure, you know, so you've got people logging in. I'm sorry, but I'm going to poke this one pretty hard because you can't be teaching coursework to government and, you know, CIA, NSA, DOD, blah, 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 alphabet soup, and have like, I don't know, low low standards, right? I mean, you have to be really reasonably good at this security thing. This is a do as we say and as we do because this is coursework that's going out. People are logging in almost assuming that whatever you push to their workstation as they're learning is not going to go back and infect them. Yeah. I mean, this is a really difficult situation where you don't know you know, one, how they got through or anything like that. But the, I think the difficult side of this is that, yes, you have EC Council and this is what they do and they specialize in security. And I think you can find other companies that do the same type of thing. We specialize in security. And, and when I say we, I don't mean me. <laughs> they, they specialize in security, but that's not who's running their systems. That's not who's creating their websites you know, they're sending off, and I don't know, you know, who does EC Council's website, but generally speaking, you're seeing people that say, hey, I'm putting this together. I'm a security person. I know security really well. I don't do web development. I don't do network administration. I have other people that do that. And there's that gap that you have this capability that, yes, I mean, I should feel embarrassed because I got hacked on my site and I'm teaching hacking but at the same time there's this separation of duties that well i don't really have a whole lot to do with that side yeah it's just interesting i mean i I, i'm sure this will you know this is just one of those things where everybody gets breached and i I totally get that right but i don't know i I think as the the issues ec council has had over the years uh and have something like this happen and i haven't seen a whole lot of coverage about this so i'm hoping more comes out uh, i doubt godzilla listens to our podcast but uh i'd be interested to hear more about sort of how this happened and whether it was just a lapse or if it was really some kind of super cool ninja hacking trick that they had to employ uh top secret weapons for yeah it's that's one of the things that definitely would be interesting to know is was it a simple thing or was it you know, some zero day or some other thing that really was, you'd be like, oh man, like they really know what they're doing to get into that. Or, you know, oh man, I can't believe nobody else saw that earlier. Well, and then of course we come to Lulsec, who this week we got Topiary, Kayla, Tiflo, what a cool name, Tiflo, it's like a rapper, and uh, Viral were uh, sentenced <laughs> to prison sentences. And, uh, you know, everybody always says, you know, oh, the kids, the kids, you know, they use that term, the kids for some of these hackers. Well, 20 ages, 21, 20, 26 and 18. Uh, I, I guess they're not really kids anymore. They are, uh, except for the 18 year old. I mean, it's not really a kid either. These are most certainly not the quote, the kids. And, uh, these are legit attackers, legit people. Um, so, uh, this is, uh, I guess this is one of those. If, if you make a big enough wave of uh, – w- or leave enough destruction in your in your wake, we'll come after you. We'll put you in jail. But do you think these jail sentences were, uh, I don't know, uh, fair? Eh, you know, it's, it's really tough to say. I mean they don't really give 
enough information of exactly what they did. I mean, if they're doing DDoS, you know, it still even really comes down to what are you DDoSing? I mean, you know, are you doing health systems? What are you having an effect on? And I think the hard part of judging that is you see some places where they're trying to throw down harsh sentences to really make a statement, you know, and you're seeing some guy get like a life sentence for doing the same thing. And here you're seeing two years, you know, kind of a light sentence. But a lot of people would say, well, it's just a computer thing. They didn't hurt nobody. Well, Tiflo got 20 months suspended sentence with 200 hours of unpaid community service. Okay, I don't think you have to put the word unpaid in front of it. Community service is just community service as far as I'm concerned. But uh, you've got 20, you know, 20 months suspended sentence with 200 hours of community service for potentially wreaking a lot of havoc. I mean, I don't know. I, these these folks are young enough to hopefully uh, know better next time around. But are we sending the right message? Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know that answer because our court system here in the U.S. is so massively screwed up that you can get you know uh, more prison time for enumerating a website's uh, usernames than you can for committing a serious crime against a child. So. Uh, that kind of stuff irks me, but the UK, I guess, doesn't have uh, has has similar issues because you've got, I mean, I don't know, 200 hours community service for, and I don't know the details. I guess is the part that really gets me. I'd love to hear that what they exact exactly what they pleaded to. Maybe it's something I have to go look up. But it, causing you know Nintendo, uh, listen to this, Sony, Nintendo, News Corp, Bethesda, Game Studios, CIA, FBI, Arizona State Police. That was a big one. It wasn't just a DDoS. That was a massive exposure. And, of course, the UK's serious organized crime agency, SOCA. I mean, these guys did some serious damage. And, and 200 hours of community service? Seriously? Yeah. I mean, that definitely doesn't seem like it fits what's going on. And, you know, I mean, quite honestly, there should be something out there, right? We have to set a precedence that says we're not going to put up with this. And, you know, I think that age level is what I would expect to see. You know, taking part in this, you know, we do always say, oh, those kids and, you know, I guess everybody assumes that it's all young teenagers doing this. But that age group is where you're like, oh, I, I want to fit in. I want to, you know, do something. And they have this no fear of I'm untouchable and, you know, I, I can run these tools that, you know, Anonymous has or Lilsec has and I'll just run these and just be a part of it and think it's no big deal. You know, and it's even bigger of a problem on the computer. I mean, we see it in real life. You know, get kids this age, guys this age together, and one person gets a silly idea, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, and, and everybody gets pumped up about it. You do the same thing online, and you really can't see the effects because we're hitting these agencies all over the world. I don't really see the effects of that. I don't understand that me doing this you know, for example, the Arizona State Police, if I DDoS them, you know, I could potentially affect people's lives. Because well, especially, they... yeah, you're, you're right. Especially if, like the Arizona State uh, Police thing was they released names of people. I mean, names, home addresses kind of stuff. I don't know. That's pretty That's pretty crappy stuff. I don't yeah, know. I, I think that they just don't have an understanding. People don't have an understanding of what the real effect is of what I do here on my screen reaching out to that other system, what that really does. We don't look past the system that we're touching. If I'm reaching out to a police station 
I'm thinking, oh, I'm racing out to the police station. I'm not thinking what that has effect downstream, you know, and we never look at that. And that's the problem is once we start looking at that, you know, okay, yeah, I DDoSed a bank. Okay, I DDoSed a bank, right? But how does that affect downstream people that had automatic payments coming out, people that need to get in to get groceries or, you know, they need to get access to their money and now they can't. And I don't think this these type of people think past that. And I think that's really a bigger of the issue there. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, so last but not least on this uh, on this thing, 160,000 social security numbers exposed in Washington state court hack. As little as we have about this from Reuters and a couple of other sources, um, this story slightly blows my mind on a couple of levels. What do you think of this one, man? One, I find it interesting that they've determined that 94 social security numbers were definitely obtained. <laughs> and then 160,000 others may have been accessed. And don't forget, so it's social security numbers and driver's licenses. So basically everything you possibly could want to forge an identity. I mean, at, one, I'm just curious to know how they figured out 94. Would exact, you know, these were accessed. If you know that, then how come you don't know the other ones? I find that interesting. The amount of information taken, huge. I mean, I've got driver's license, social security. Please. Now I've got everything. I, I now have, at a minimum, 94 new identities and possibly 160,000 of them. Yeah, that's 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 big. I mean, that's that's seriously big. Um, the the interesting thing is um, so the, the, I'll repeat this line because this is this is worth noting. The breach was discovered in February. By the way, it's May. Uh, and officials at first believed no confidential information was leaked, even though, and I quote, large amounts of data was downloaded from the website. That is, if that is not the the uh, that is not just a single face palm. That's a double full on James Wright, uh, sorry, um, Riker and uh, Picard double face palm right there. Right. I mean, I, mean, I, I might have, I might need to ask somebody else to hand me a palm just to have a triple face palm because. I mean, seriously, all, they didn't think anything confidential was stolen. I mean, that's just a your head in the sand. <sighs> Large amount of data was downloaded. Like what? Did they did they get the garbage file from the Gibson? I mean, like, what? <laughs> ooh, hey, bonus points for hackers reference. Um, I love it, man. That was awesome. But but large amounts of data were downloaded from the site. Okay, but you know what? It's okay. Your information is totally safe. We, we, we are not good enough to secure the website of 160,000 potential social and and driver's license numbers. But you know what? It's good. Whatever they got, it's no big deal. You, I'm not buying that, are you? No, I, not at all. I mean, that's – one, they have no details about how this stuff was accessed, You know, whether it was a web flaw, whether it was a network breach. They give us no details, which is unfortunate. But how long could it possibly take for you to know if you saw that there was a large amount of data, which they don't really specify, just a large. I mean, that could be, you know, anything from a kilobyte to a terabyte, a large amount of data compromise that there wasn't that there was actually confidential information in there. Yeah, I don't know. These types of these types of things always worry me because, especially when you get these cryptic like. Mea culpa, 
but nothing got stolen except this huge amount of stuff over here, which you're hope we're hoping nobody notices. These things just worry the heck out of me. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, just it scares me every time I see these type of breaches. You know, unfortunately for this episode, right, we haven't seen a large number of breaches. I mean, we had a couple breaches that we talked about. It hasn't been the doom and gloom that we're used to seeing, which I'm so glad that it's not like it was last time we did this. Yeah, but this one falls under the where there's smoke, there's fire category for me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're noticing large amounts of data, uh, it shouldn't take that long to really start understanding what type of data is in there and, you know, getting this information out there. That way, at least people can be aware and start securing your systems. Yep. And a cheery note. <laughs> <laughs> nice way to end our episode this week. But, uh, you know, definitely, you know, some good stuff this week. Hopefully we're going to get some better news next week. Uh, again, it wasn't as dreary as it was the time before. Uh, so we are getting a little bit more positive. We appreciate everybody listening. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to talk on here and have everybody listen and converse with Raf on current news topics going on. Well, it's been a fun week. Um... We'll do it again in two weeks, and hopefully the news is uh, – I, I, I would really love it if we had to struggle hard for news articles. Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe yeah. maybe that will happen. Yeah, Let's maybe, cross our fingers. Yeah, maybe pigs will be catapulted over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, nice. sir, it's been a fun, uh, fun episode. This has been interesting. And uh, kick it back to you to close this out, man. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody listening uh, to the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast, and we will catch up with everybody again on the next episode. You've been listening to Down the Rabbit Hole Enterprise Security News. Give us feedback on our website at podcast.whiterabbit.net. That's W-H-1-T-3-R-A-B-B-I-T. Or on Twitter at White Rabbit, W-H-1-T-3-R-A-B-B-I-T. Until next time, on behalf of co-hosts James Jardine and the White Rabbit, Rafael Los, thank you for listening.